Imagine you're feeling lonely, so you download an app on your phone that promises you companionship. Instead, the app in question texts you with pictures featuring a horrifying creature in locations you've been to in the last few weeks, maybe ones you've known of your entire life. Then you begin to see the creature out of the corner of your eye everywhere you go in real life. This was definitely not the type of companionship that you had in mind. And even worse, this creature will follow you wherever you go for the rest of your life. Talk about a haunting. This is my absolute worst nightmare. So hide your phone because today's story will have you rethinking every app you ever download. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your local evidence expert, paranormal enthusiast, believer in all things ghostly and spooky on the internet. And I'm Eleanor. I am here to be spooked, but unfortunately a perpetually stubborn skeptic. So here to induce a dose of reality into what I hope today is a genuinely spooky story. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, or as usual, we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, as always, we are joyed to have you along for the ride. Okay, so for today's episode, I'm so excited for this one, Eleanor. And this is one that I think all of you guys at home are going to love because we're taking a bit of a journey down a rabbit hole of a supposed haunted app. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. So what is the Cursed app? I will finally rip you out of the suspense that I've held you guys in. Mallow is a free application that you can download on like the iOS, Android, pretty much any app store you can think of. Preferably not with the attachment of a creepy monster that somehow inserts itself into your life after you download this application. We're going to go on a journey together, you and I. Suspend yourself in the realm of disbelief for like two seconds. Mallow is known as a Simply Mallow version 1.00. Once you download the app from your respective app store, the app will begin to message you pictures. There's no approval process. You don't even have to give it your number. And actually, like, there's no developer or anything on the app store. What do you mean? It's just blank? It's just blank. There's no known developer. That's pretty smart. So you download this app and then it automatically has your phone number. It's texting you these things. Ooh, okay. I don't even know if it ends up asking for permissions or anything like that, but 
you start to receive photos of locations that you have frequented in the past. And there's a bit of a pattern with Mallow. But mostly, I think the most intriguing part of it is that this app promises you companionship. I think that we all have been there where we've downloaded dating apps or apps for friendship. Mystic Messenger. <clears throat> oh my God, the amount of internet friends I had through AIM. <laughs> The app promises that you will never have to settle for those awkward feelings of being alone ever again. Mallow is an exciting interactive experience that will keep you engaged and intrigued. The anxiety of social situations can be nerve wracking, but after just a few hours of Mallow, you will soon forget all about those painful emotions of disappointment. Okay, I'm a little confused. So you download this app called Mallow and it starts sending you pictures of places you've been. Are they your own pictures or somebody else's pictures? So it's thought that the app actually accesses your location information. It has like almost access to places that you've been through tracking like the pings on your phone previously. So within 24 hours of you downloading the app, you'll see photos of this creature, Mallow. Some describe it as a cute monster. Others think it's absolute nightmare fuel. You can be the judge for yourself. Mallow is a humanoid figure with a canine-like skull and long black hair that is constantly wearing black robes, even in the dead of summer. Okay. Number one, I have to see a picture of Mallow. That's first, because I cannot, (laughs) I cannot conceptualize what you're describing here, how that could be cute. Also, this seems real life scary. Why is that information being stored in my iPhone and then just tossed out to this app? If I happen to download it without any kind of permission, that seems weird. It seems weird that Apple would allow this to exist. I know the like scary part is supposed to be this, I guess this monster, this like mallow monster, the companion, but the location part, that's actually scary. The genuinely scary part about this story isn't even the canine-like monster. It's genuinely the thought that technology just like knows everything about us. So what does mallow do? Do we ever see mallow move, talk, do anything? Within 24 hours of you downloading the app, you see pictures of this monster taken at locations that you frequent the most, like taken at your favorite Starbucks you go to every single day for your spinach feta wrap. Oh my God, I would kill for a spinach feta wrap. So is he just posted up, Mallow? Like he'll be behind the counter with the barista? He'll just be in random places and no one will interact with him. It's just like he's just there. He's just sort of like put into the scenery in a way that like no one else notices him, but you see him. And a lot of people within this 24 hour mark are like, oh my God, a funny little trick. Why does my phone know where I visit? Where do these pictures come? Like, are these like photographs or are these taken from like Google Maps screenshots? Like who are the people in these pictures? Who's taking these pictures? How are there pictures of all these locations? So it's actual photos of the locations. It's not like ripped from the internet. You can't reverse Google image search it, anything like that. So 24 hours, you get pictures of Mallow taken at locations that you frequent the most. Within 48 hours, you get pictures of Mallow taken at places that you most recently visited. Maybe the school that you picked your kids up from, or I don't know, just a random location that you went to recently. Kind of one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, I was just there. How does my phone know that? And then within 72 hours, you see a photo of Mallow in close proximity to you. So if you're at the computer, you'll get a photo of Mallow basically standing over your shoulder or something. This is what the app is like supposedly cursed to do. This is what people claim that it does. 
If you look online, there's no trace of Mallow or like anything like that. Like you can't find it on the app store now. Whoa, this isn't just a thing. No, no, no. It's not like something we could go download right now. Oh, is this like a creepypasta? What are we talking about here? Is this real? What is going on? (laughs) I was like, I'm ready. I want you to show me my local Panera Bread. I want to see my my high school. Like I was ready. It's kind of traveled through the internet in various forms. Truly an internet urban legend if we've ever seen one. And it's so interesting. I'll talk about it uh, after I get through like Mallow's full routine. Mallow has a whole routine once he becomes your friend. I envy Mallow's structure in his life. (laughs) Basically within the 90 hour mark, you'll begin to actually see the creature everywhere. Once you begin to see Mallow, this monster, it's pretty much irreversible. So if we're going through the timeline of downloading this app to seeing Mallow in real life, essentially you download the app, this app starts sending you these crazy photos from all of the places you've ever been with this creature in them. You think it's like some sort of weird like trick or you know a, a funny phone thing, maybe a little bit creeped out that your phone has that much information about you, maybe change your permissions, your location permissions. But by the 90-hour mark, it's no longer a play of a cell phone. You're seeing this monster in real life everywhere you look. Mallow doesn't, he doesn't want to kill you. Like, he's just kind of there. And it's almost like an apparition of this creature because he doesn't try to hurt you. He, like, you're the only one who can see him. And he'll try to communicate with you in this, like, garbled, unexplainable language that sounds like nothing we've ever heard before. And... You can't understand it. Like, there's no way to understand it, but it will try to, like, communicate with you and eventually just kind of, like, drives the person crazy. And the only way to stop seeing Mallow everywhere you go is to go blind. Okay. To gouge your own eyes out. He doesn't sound that bad. That's what's really debated on, is it's like... The app promises companionship. He's not trying to hurt you. He's just trying to chill. Obviously, this app is supposed to be creepy, right? This is supposed to be a horror app, a scary app, if it even existed in the first place, as adorable as Mallow might be. It's meant to be scary. It's meant to be scary. It's meant to like unnerve people. Right now, we're actually going to get into the whole, is Mallow good? Is Mallow bad? Is he just a misunderstood alien? Or is he something much more sinister? Over on Reddit, people really dive deep into Mallow's intentions and what this app could possibly mean. So we're about to jump right in. I did look him up. He is scarier than I thought he would be, Low, He's so much scarier than I thought. He looks so startling. When you see people thought he was cute, I was picturing something maybe ambiguously spooky. That is nonsensically scary. That is frightening. I actually own a horse skull. I think you know this. A, a large horse skull is the first adult purchase I made for myself. This is that, but like nightmare fuel and so much worse. And I do hate it. And I think I like Mallow a little bit less having seen his face. Understandable. Understandable. So over on Reddit, people really have debated, is Mallow all that harmful or is he a misunderstood little man just trying to hang out at the local McDonald's? 
People talk about the real horror, the real scare of the situation and why the app, the supposed curse app, is so scary. And that really boils down to the fact that, according to one poster, the real horror comes in when you realize that the user is stuck with that creature for the rest of their life. I've never heard anything that makes me think he is evil, to be honest. I think that it's the idea of a cursed app that has people freaking out so hard because it's interesting and I've kind of danced around it um, until now. If you think this sounds like a creepypasta, it is. This is kind of a new wave of, and I shouldn't even say new. I really think that this form of storytelling has been around for a while and it's kind of just now coming into my own line of sight. So I'm like, oh my God, it's so new and cutting edge. And everyone else is like, we've known about this for a decade. Mallow is actually from the realm of the SCP Foundation. And this is kind of like a new wave of creepypastas where people essentially write out stories about these various creatures and monsters in like an alternate universe, essentially. And Mallow specifically is documented as SCP-1471. These are written as like police reports, like fake police reports. It's almost like the authors are cosplaying as a detective in this alternate universe. Oh, well, I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> See, I'm trying to hook you back in. You saw Mallow and he was scary and I'm trying to reel. <laughs> my ears perked underneath my headphones. Yeah, that's right. I heard cosplay. Zling. <laughs> uh, it's almost like they're like cosplaying like as a detective, like almost like playing a detective in this alternate universe. And so they make up these reports about these supposed monsters. But I thought that Mallow was so relevant to internet urban legends. There are so many fascinating SCPs. And oh, also SCP stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. So that's what the SCP Foundation sets out to do. There are thousands of these monsters listed on their website and across social media. And people write the stories And I think it's kind of just like a labor of love. Like, I think people will build on an existing story. Like, I think it's collaborative. Where are these posted? Are these on like Reddit? Or is there a website where people write these stories? So there is an actual SCP Foundation website where I found all of the ones that I personally know about. There are videos all across YouTube with like animated shorts on like all of these different monsters. So It's become like a really widespread thing. And I don't know if it's just popped up into like my field of vision or if it's kind of getting more mainstream popularity. It's totally possible that it's been popular, popular outside of this like niche community for a while. And I'm just now learning about it. But I thought that Mallow was perfect because he is born of the internet. Mallow gets a rough go of it because he happens to be in a group of all these other, I imagine some of these monsters are harmful if this is like a whole community, right? Some of these are are probably ruthless. Yeah. Mallow seems like the run to the litter. He's just trying to have a good time. He's trying to chat it up. He's trying to make a friend. I am on team protect Mallow. Feel free to, what is it? Protect, secure, contain. Mm, Secure, nah. Let Mallow do what he wants. Contain, never that. Protect, absolutely. Protect my man, Mallow, from the other SCPs, honestly. Honestly valid. I completely agree with that. And if you're wondering basically what ends up happening like in this universe when Mallow is downloaded, when he's detected, like whatever. Apparently in this universe, from the police report that I did read on the SCP Foundation, essentially Mallow was like this whole wave. There was this unknown publisher publishing this app, all the things that we said in the beginning. All of the phones containing Mallow were confiscated and survivors... Oh, I'd be tight. I'd be pissed. 
Right? Take away my mallow and my phone. <laughs> yeah, take mallow. Don't take like the selfies. Jesus. Highly curated collection there. I got 80,000 photos, low. Oh my God. I'd be sad to lose it. I think I have 74,000. I had the, the highest gig phone and it's full. I'm a hoarder. I'm an absolute digital hoarder. So I would be quite sad. Isn't that crazy that like there's so much, like on this little brick, there is 80,000 photos. Oh yeah. And it, it, I say selfies, it's really mostly screenshots that I never return to. Screen recordings of my own TikToks. It's, yeah. <laughs> Those files just, they go deep. And if Mallow took that from me, I would not be particularly happy with them. But all the phones containing Mallow, the app downloaded, were confiscated. And survivors of Mallow were put into therapy because essentially they live with him for the rest of their lives. Oh, so they weren't all blind? No, it, it, it has to be like a an active decision to, to gouge your own eyes out to get away from Mallow. I feel like we know where we're at. Is Mallow good or evil? I don't think that Mallow is inherently evil. I think that its appearance is jarring. And I think the entire idea of the app is super, super scary. And I think that that's the reason that this one unnerved me so much. The idea of a cursed app, basically hacking your phone, knowing your location, sending you this animal monster thing, and then you're stuck with it forever. That's crazy. But I, I feel like Mallow itself once you get past the spook factor, it's just misunderstood. I don't think he's all that evil because he would have hurt somebody if he wanted to. I think Mallow is scary. Mallow is not evil. I think that's the distinction. Mallow is scary, but he's not going to hurt you. And I think, like you said, the, the scariest part of the story by far was the idea of an app that knows your location, like ping by ping, and can then, you know, like track you that way. That was actually much scarier to me than Mr. Mallow. Mr. Mallow. So in terms of these SCP stories, they're really, I think, starting to kind of like gain traction online. But do we think they would ever become potentially like mainstream, mainstream? I think that they're well on their way. But do you think that they'll make the rounds of the internet a la like, do you remember that SpongeBob creepypasta from back in the day, Squidward's suicide? Squidward, yes. Uh, do you think it'll make its rounds to that extent of like the lost Pokemon cartridge creepypastas? And like, do you think it would ever become that viral? I don't know. I think the, the internet, the way the internet works now really lends itself to virality. So I could, I could see why something like this would go even more viral because more people would be engaging in it than like potentially people were engaging with Slender Man in the early 2000s. Like it was a very, it was very much a type of person that was engaging with that kind of content. Whereas now you just stumbled upon it on TikTok on these viral videos. But I do think... A lot of old internet urban legends or urban legends in general were rooted in like nostalgia, like SpongeBob, like Pokemon. These are entirely original, which I think is really, really cool, like awesome, but it might not have the same hook that like a, a SpongeBob creepypasta might have. But it sounds like these are gaining massive amounts of traction. And I think as a community, it's actually awesome to have this really successful, thriving horror space where seemingly anybody can kind of contribute. Absolutely. And has the potential not only to contribute and you put in your monster and you become a number. Well, not you, but your your creation, your being, like your baby, basically, like this thing that you worked on. That's cool. It's cool that it immediately becomes part of this community and part of this 
overarching narrative. It's almost like writing fan fiction, but so much more creative because it's like you just have these loose guidelines of, okay, it has to exist in this world. That's it. Go crazy. Go nuts. Go stupid. That, I mean, that is true. Later tonight, I'll send you all of my other favorite SCPs. And who knows, if you guys like this episode, maybe we'll be back with another SCP Foundation, kind of like creepypasta, internet urban legend. Let us know what you think about this one and what you think about Mallow by using the hashtag gruesome all across social media. We would love to hear your thoughts. No Mallow slander, however, no Mallow slander. Never that. (laughs) Hard block. (laughs) From all accounts. I will make burners just to block you again. Mallow is our friend. Suddenly Mallow's in the background of both of our like profile photos after this. He's just like hanging out. He's like, yeah, these are my girls. Thank you all so much for listening. We are your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved diving into the world of internet urban legends with you. You can find all episodes of Internet Urban Legends for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lowybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, Ed Simpson, Brent Montgomery from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Michael Motion. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, John Cohen, and Kristen Acevedo. It is associate produced by Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Emma Gladstone and Kyle Dearborn. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, aka The Gruesome Twosome.